Welcome to Conspiracies, Fears, and Mysteries. A crazy intro, isn't that crazy, man? It always scares me when I do it. Anyway, what's going on, y'all? Welcome back to Conspiracy Fears and Mysteries, and I'm your host, Ralphie. And happy Veterans Day today. It's November 11, 2019. Uh, the day of this podcast, I don't know when exactly I'm going to upload it, so I don't know if I'm uploading this on the 10th. I mean, I'm sorry, on the 10th, on the Friday of that week, or if I'm uploading it on the actual... Um, an actual Monday. I might upload. I might upload it on Monday, Monday night. I might upload it on Monday. So if I uploaded it today, Happy Veterans Day today. If I upload it on Friday, Happy Belated Veterans Day. You know what I'm saying? I haven't heard Belated Birthday in a while. So how's everybody doing today, man? How is everybody doing? And give me one second, please. And I apologize for that. I had to lock my doors. My sons have no podcast discipline. They will barge in here to ask me the most ridiculous question you can ever imagine. A question, they, they'll barge in here in the middle of me recording to ask me questions that are just like, why you, like, you, really? Like, you got smartphones. Like, you, <laughs> they'll ask me any, anything crazy. As, as long as I'm recording, a crazy, a crazy question is going to come from these, from these kids. But anyway. Today I decided, man, to talk about something that's really crazy, man. Um, you know, I've heard this story before, and there's actually a movie about it. We've spoke about, um, no, I've never spoke about it on this podcast, but I did, I think, I believe I, we did speak about it on my, like, two pod, three podcasts ago as far as, because <laughs> I've had many podcasts, but a um, my first podcast, RJ Question Everything, when I had it, when I had a co-host, we, well, we were each other's co-hosts. We started the podcast t together. It was our idea to start it. Um, we just agreed on it and we did it. Uh, but we, that was one of the things we talked about. I remember our first episode was about the VA, but we talked, we love, that was our thing to talk about crazy stuff, aliens, conspiracies, flat earth, everything, everything. Okay. Um, and the USS Eldridge I felt was, as far as the Philadelphia Experimental Project Rainbow was one of those things that really intrigued me. And the reason why it intrigued me just was because just like every, you know, one, I'm military. I wasn't Navy. I was Army. But it's still, you know, I, I the ins and outs, the basis of being in the military, I know it. And there's a lot of questions I had just from knowing, just from being in the situations or from knowing. Okay. Um and if you don't know the story of the Eldridge, well, f first of all, let me let me tell you what the Eldridge is. The Eldridge is a cannon-class destroyer esco escort ship, a boat from the Navy. A, it's a destroyer. It's full of guns. It's got it's got the big cannons on it. You don't want to mess with a you don't want to mess with a Navy destroyer. They're called a destroyer for a reason, because they destroy. That's what they're made for. They're made to mess like to just. Fuck shit up. That's what they're made for. If you want something fucked up in the water, 
you get a destroyer. All right. Um, so it was an uh, a destroyer was constructed in February twenty second, nineteen forty three, and it was launched in Je uh, July twenty fifth, nineteen forty three. The same year. Wow, that was, that's that's horribly fast. Uh, its length was about three hundred and six feet uh, in length, and I don't know. I don't know about, a lot about boats, but to me, it doesn't sound big. But it's huge. <laughs> it's big. I've been on a destroyer, and it's crazy. Uh, it was decommissioned 17 June 1946, and it was sold to the Greek. To it was sold to Greece. I'm sorry, to the Greek. It was like it's one guy. It was sold to Greece on 15 January 1951. Then around 1990, it was scrapped for parts. So they took it apart and they used it for other ships or whatever. So it's it's a warship um, named after uh, LT or LC, which is Lieutenant Commander John Eldridge. Junior, hero of the invasion of the Solomon Islands. But we're not directly talking about the name. We're going to talk about the conspiracy around that surrounds it. Now, the conspiracy that surrounds the Eldridge is uh, that it's part of the Philadelphia experiment. The Philadelphia experiment was an experiment to be able to cloak and to teleport from one place to another. Allegedly, that is that's what the experiment was um, to teleport. The legend says that the. Um, they used the Eldridge as its guinea pig to mount, I don't know what kind of machine or what they used to create uh, this whole, the you know, like the uh, teleporting and the, and the cloaking. But the Eldridge was the guinea pig for that. And what happened was a lot of, we had a lot of eyewitnesses that have come out and you can see many documentaries and you can see a lot of uh, stories about it where people have come out and it was like, Hey, look, I saw this happen. Like, and there's people because it started in um obviously I think it was in a Philadelphia in a PA shipyard, obviously. A Philly a Philly shipyard. And then it went to um ended up in New Jersey in like a matter of either seconds or minutes or something. Um, you know. So that you know that that's that's the legend of it. Like so, and there's a lot of speculation on what happened. One of the things that the the eyewitnesses said was that the actual sailors that were on the ship ended up being fused to the ship, and um, and uh, you know, and so that that's a pretty scary thing. Of course, they obviously died. They were fused to the ship because you know you're dealing with nuclear nuclear things, and you know anything nuclear, you don't know what's gonna happen. Um, so they were in a Philadelphia sh shipyard. Now this situation, this, uh, Philadelphia experiment spawned a lot. It, it helped spawn a lot of other things that came after that. I'm not talking about experiments. I'm sure it did. We're going to get to that in a second, but I'm talking about movies. <laughs> like one of them, if you think about it, if you're old school is the, is the fly. If you remember the fly, the fly was an experiment from uh, the, I can't remember the name of the doctor. Um, it was the same guy who was in uh, Jurassic Park, but he did what his experiment was. He had two pods in his in his home, and his experiment was he wanted to be able to teleport from one place to another. So he he kept trying to teleport fruit, but it would blow up or it would burn or it was whatever. He finally got it, but what happened was. When he, uh, like in every science movie, they're like, oh, human trials, human trials. But of course, no human would go in. You know, uh, they wouldn't give him a human trial or he couldn't get a human or 
something to that extent. He was going to be defunded or something. I don't remember what it was. But he said, well, I'm going to do it myself. So he went into the pod and it worked. He ended up teleporting to the other pod, which is on the other side of his apartment. Right. Um, he lived in like a studio. Um, that was the same thing that the Eldridge wanted wanted to, to, to do. Only they wanted to add, you know, some cloaking. I'm thinking like, you know, if you watch the Predator movies where he cloaks and he's like, you could kind of, you could, he's invisible, but you could kind of see the, the ripples, you know what I mean? Because it's like, I guess it's breaking up the molecules, but the molecules are still intact enough to kind of give an outline, but it's a, it's a see-through outline. Um, uh, in, in the fly, he accidentally got a fly, in, a fly went into the pod where he was, uh, or either went to the opposite pod where he was going or to, or into the same pod. I don't remember which one, but the, the premise of this of this experiment, and this comes from a experiment that was being done by Albert Einstein. Okay, Albert Einstein was the one that spoke about this and uh, molecular whatever, or you know, doing some craziness like this. Um, um, you know, and it came from this, and it came from Einstein. You know, so it, the the premise of this, the like the basis of this, is that the molecules are, are going to break up. Right. And then come back together. If they break up, you can't see them because they're spread apart. You know, molecules are very small. So when you break them down to a molecular level, they're really tiny. You're not going to see them if, if, if they're spaced apart. The only reason you see anything right now is because those molecules are so together that it creates a mass. And that's everything you see. So the experiment was break up these molecules, then bring them back together, but also bring them back together in another in, in another location. Molecules that are separated way less, they're easier. There's they, they they can travel faster. I don't know how what the science behind that is, um, but they travel faster, right? That's I guess that's the basis of the. I'm thinking that's the basis of their thinking. Okay, they we break them up, they travel faster. Boom. Also, cloaking, you're not going to see them because they're broken apart. Um, and I can see how they would want to use this in a war, so in, in uh, you know, in a situation of battle. I can see how they would want to use this. I can see it. It makes sense to want to use this. Um, but uh, I don't know how far the technology was. Um, obviously, not far enough. Now with the Eldritch, let's go ahead. Let me go ahead and read this from allthingsinteresting.com. I like going on this uh, thing just to give you a little, a little different uh, point of, not a different point of view, but just to read you a little synopsis of this. The crew aboard the USS Eldridge could hardly contain their excitement as they sat in the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard. Their newly commissioned destroyer was being outfitted with uh, several intriguing devices, including top secret generators that were said to be able to make the ship completely invisible to the enemy. As the final generators were put into place, the crew readied themselves for the system test. There, in broad, in broad daylight, on a clear summer day in the middle of the shipyard, the generators were switched on. As soon as the generators began to hum, a greenish glow surrounded the ship. Before the crew's eyes, the ship disappeared entirely. Witnesses in the Norfolk Naval Shipyard in Virginia reported seeing the Eldridge appear in their waters. Okay, I said Jersey. It was, it was, uh, it was uh, Virginia. Before it disappeared just as rapidly hours later, it showed up back in Philadelphia. 
Crew members aboard the ship reported nausea, insanity, and burn marks. Others reported being entirely embedded within the metal structure of the ship, having fallen through floors or walls during the time it was missing. Some claim to have rematerialized inside out or not at all. The only problem with the tale, according to the government, it never happened. Of, co of course. I mean, that's why it's a conspiracy. The story of the Philadelphia experiment has lived on for decades, despite the fact that it, much of what is known is pure conjecture. Of the of the hundreds of stories and details that have been thrown around over the years, only a few things are known for certain. One is one that a man named Morris K. Jessup, an, an astronomer specializing in propulsion of unidentified flying objects, received a letter from a man named Carlos Allen, also referred to as Carl Allen, who claimed to have in, who do claim to have witnessed a secret experiment in the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard. Allen claimed that a naval ship known as the Eldridge had been teleported through time to another dimension where its crew had encountered aliens. Jessup attempted to investigate Allen's claim, though he could not find any physical evidence to support them. Eventually, he wrote Allen off as a fool. Two, the Jessup had published a book titled The Case for the UFO, which detailed how UFOs might be able to fly. A few years later, a few years after receiving Carlos Allen's mysterious letter, the, the, he received word from the Office of Naval Research that a copy of his book had been sent to them, fully annotated in three different handwritings, potentially one of them alien. The uncommon use of capitalization and punctuation led experts to believe that the annotator was, at the very least, not a native English speaker. Jessup himself believed all annotations were the work of Allen, the mysterious letter writer. The annotators discussed the merits of Jessup's claim and referenced the Philadelphia experiment multiple times. Three, that the ONR published 100 copies of this book named the Varro edition and the Varro annotations after its publisher, Varro Manufacturing. Apart from the Varro annotations, all reports of the Philadelphia experiment have been uncorrupted. Corroborated, uncorroborated, considered a hoax or brushed aside as the claims simply do not conform to the laws of physics. The government, the laws of physics, even though laws are made, laws are broken all the time. The government had uh, organizations that were allegedly involved in the experiment claimed that it never happened. And indeed, no documents have been found. Truly, the mysterious annotated manuscripts of Jessup's book seems to be the only written mention of the Philadelphia experiment in existence. Check this out. So here's the thing with this, man. And with conspiracies, and this is why I talk about them. Conspiracies are there for a reason, okay? It's because we, it's, um, it's a need to believe that something is just not there. That's... My philosophy on it. It's a need to believe that it just can't be that simple. <laughs> it just can't be. You know what I mean? And when it looks too simple, it's too good to be true. Nine times out of ten, it is. Now, these people, you know, here's the thing that bothers me about uh, military and special government. They always talk about secret this and secret that. Oh, these people are crazy. It's secret... You know what I mean? Um, they do have secrets. They do keep classified information. They do experiments because they only show us the ones that that worked. They only show us if if, if the internet wouldn't have worked, they would have never shown it to us. You know what I'm saying? They went and did secret atomic bomb testing, and when the atomic bomb testing was going on. A lot of people were like, yo, these people are testing a mega weapon. They were like, nah, it's a hoax. This guy's a fool. You know how many people were called fools for saying, well, yo, they're testing a bomb that's like a mega weapon. And the people were called fools. And all of a sudden, boom, there goes Hiroshima. There goes Nagasaki, right? So it's not like they don't hide things. 
The problem is it's hard for us to believe um, this right here because we are so programmed to believe a certain way and to believe certain things. And if we don't see it with our own eyes, we don't want to believe it. We've seen Nagasaki. We've seen Hiroshima. You know, we've seen it. And also they've come out and obviously they were like, yeah, we're dropping a bomb on them that we, you know, they come out and say, yeah, we were experimenting. So now it's easier to believe because you have a source that looks credible. But the same source that looks credible that you believe, right, is the same source that's telling you, you know, not to believe something else. You understand what I'm saying? So they'll tell you, hey, I want you to believe this. And we see them, they got the uniforms, and oh, this is the government. Of course we're going to believe them. And the same government, if they don't want you to believe something, they'll just tell you don't believe it. Because you, you, we used to listening to them. Don't believe it. Nah, it's not true. No way. Why would why would we want to experiment on something that makes us invisible? Why why would why would we want to why would we want to do that experiment to 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 get the upper hand? Why would we want that? Because you want the upper hand. If there's if you if you, there's an I mean it's rational. You know you got the rationally too. You know if, if there's a way if there's a possibility. And you have the funds of the government for you to do an experiment where your million, million dollar ships and million dollar planes and million dollar vehicles can be uh, invisible. You have less explosion. You waste less money. You also have the upper hand. You can pretty much conquer anybody if you're invisible. They can't see you coming. So you're going to catch them with their pants down, right? If you have the means to try to... Uh, conduct that experiment, why wouldn't you do it? So I believe they do these experiments, and I believe they did this experiment. Um, I also believe if if some if a scientist, somebody who looked credible or may have gone to school for an extra year said, look, I think we can do something called teleporting. I think uh, we can take Einstein's theory of the molecules or whatever the theory was, where we break up the molecules enough so we get them light enough so we can transport them at a speed that's incredible, maybe the speed of light or faster, and then we can make those molecules come back together because they're like magnets to each other and, you know, they appear somewhere else. So it's like we disappear, appear somewhere else, boom, 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 kill, then disappear again and come back. They won't know what hit them. You got to keep that a secret. You're not going to tell people you're, because that's when you get spies and everything, and then you give the enemy the upper hand. The enemy's going to try those experiments too. They're going to send spies in. They're going to get whatever classified information. That's why they have such a thing called classification. They have secret, top secret, um, you know, and whatever's above that, cosmic, whatever you want to call it, you know, because you have to have that. And I believe they do these experiments because they, the only way to get ahead is to do experiments. You have to experiment. They have the funds to do it. They have a shit. Okay, we got the Eldridge. We got this. Let's try this experiment on this Eldridge or on this ship right here. See what happens. See if it disappears. See what it does. Now, it could be that it failed. Now, the account that people give, now you got you to gotta give these people some credit because it's a lot of people that did give these accounts of of what they saw. It's a lot of people. Now there's always something to question. There's always something to question when it comes to these things, 
right? When it comes to conspiracies or these things like this. In this situation, one of the things I questioned was, well, you had a lot of sailors on there. These sailors have families. You would think that these families would come out and, and be like, yo, my husband was on this ship because normally they know what ship they're on. Unless that was secret too, unless they were like, hey, look, I can't tell you what ship I'm on. Or unless the Navy sent out some kind of a thing saying, hey, they're on this other ship instead of this ship. And they deceived everybody or the family because that's two. The more people you have, the better chances you are of getting caught. Well, they did this in broad daylight, right? So they were, I, you could imagine there's going to be eyewitnesses. Not, not everybody's going to be on the ship. You're going to have people outside the ship. You're going to have people that just that saw this and that are part of the experiment and just couldn't contain the fact that maybe this happened. If they saw this, this is a traumatizing thing that they saw. You know, if you're talking about people being fused, people dying, people coming, uh, not even coming back together the same, and people being inside out, that's like a horror movie, man. You know what I mean? So you got to understand that there will be whistleblowers. Now, what happens again with these conspiracies? Um, there's going to be the debunker. The military is ready for this. They're ready to fail. The government is ready to fail on these experiments. They're ready to fail. And the way, and one of their, one of their insurance policies, one of their fail safes is the debunk, the debunking or whatever. They'll get uh, some scientists ready. And this is what I believe that they do. They give us these false experiments, false things. For example, some space thing. Oh, this planet's 29 billion miles away, blah, 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 blah. blah. They go ahead and put that information out, right? Now we believe it because we're, we believe in a scientist. But then they go ahead and do an experiment that is the total opposite of what they taught us, of what they told us that came from these scientists that did these experiments. Just in case it fails and you get these whistleblowers, right? And just in case they, they fail and you get these guys that saw something like, hey, man, look, this, this, this. Then they can come back with that fact and be like, well, remember we told you that this is, so that's impossible for that to happen. That's the way they cover it up. They tell us this. They got people like Neil deGrasse Tyson that they put in the forefront and all these guys. Hey, you study this, you study, and say this. Well, they say this. We believe them all. These guys are so smart. Look at all these diplomas on their wall. They have to know something. Well, they tell us this. Now we're indoctrinated. We're like, well, that's what it is when they do the experiment and something else happens or whatever the case may be, then they go and, and get the whistleblower. Then they say, no, that can't be right. Because remember, this is what we taught you. So he's saying the opposite of what we taught you. No, even though they're the ones who did that experiment. Now this experiment did have to do with molecules breaking up and coming back together. You talking about teleportation. The only way to teleport would be to break up the molecule that makes the mass. So you got all these masses, bodies, you got solids, you got all that thing oh, you know, on, on the ship. All those molecules from all different elements have to break up. So those molecules break up, and the intention is they break up and come right back together the way they were, but somewhere else. It gets pushed somewhere else. I don't know what they're using for thrust or for... Or for uh, you know, for movement, to move the molecules from one place to another and then back, but whatever. It didn't, you know, it, it, I mean, I mean, think about it. It's a possibility that since they, this is a new thing, it's an experiment. So you, you expect some failures. 
it's a possibility that these molecules broke up and in the process of coming back together things and that's where like okay we didn't find we didn't study a way to make sure that they come back together exactly how they were because you're talking about guys falling through through floors and going through walls and fused on the ship it's possible that everything just came back together however the hell it came back together so now you got a guy that's a part of a wall. Now you got a guy that came back together inside out. Now you got a guy that fell through a wall because the wall didn't come back together the way it's supposed to. I mean, I'm getting all ahead of it. Okay. But there's a lot of elements here. And this one is, I think is going to stay, you know, they can write all the book. Ah, nah, that didn't happen, man. That's not, no, no, it's not, you know, you know, just remember, come on. Is that really, do you think that's going to happen? They, and they make the people that come out and say, look, man, this is what I saw. They make them sound crazy. Even though these people were, some people were hundreds of miles away. Some people don't know each other, but they have the same story. That's crazy. Two, you, when you have two people who don't know each other miles away, don't even know that each other exists, have the same story. Nine times out of 10, whatever's happening happened. And I'm saying now, if you're talking about, oh, I worked with him and we both have the same story, then yeah, may okay. Then, then okay, now that's 50-50. That could be that we got together and we collaborated. You know what I mean? Hey, let's say this. But the USS Eldridge disappearing, man, is a pretty crazy story. It's scary to me. Um, if you ever watched the movie, there's a movie about it. There's a found footage film where they incorporated this story with the uh, with the nine, the other conspiracy theory, the, the other story that about the nine uh, individuals who went um, who went uh, on that hike? I think it was somewhere in the U. I don't know if it was Ukraine or Russia, and they disappeared. That one was scary. You got to go check that out. But anyway, the movie, the same name, the Philadelphia Experiment, is out. It's been out for it's been out for like thirty years, actually twenty, thirty years. But anyway, that's all I got, man. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow me on social media, man. Cigar Rafi TV, Cigar Rafi Podcast on. Twitter and Instagram, Cigar Rafi TV on Twitter, Cigar Rafi Podcast on Instagram. Yeah, I believe I got that right. And of course, here on Anchor FM, Google, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. And I will see you on the next smoke. Welcome to Conspiracies, Fears and mysteries.